Doctors, it's exactly one o'clock. Welcome to our monthly Zoom conference. We're talking about something that is nuts and bolts and dear to your life and your security, your future, your happiness, your marriage, the quality and the health of your children. And look who I got with me. This good looking chap here is a chiropractic attorney. That's what they look like. This one actually wears nice ties and a great coat, Alex Eisner. Alex, please say hi. Hello. Uh, today, uh, we're talking about the audit experience. That is, is Big Brother really watching you? Are you looking at the numbers? Are they going to come back and pinch you later on when you think life is good and easy? Well, we got an expert here. We have a guru, actually. For, for some reason, he's not wearing his monk outfit. He usually wears a chiffon robe at work. But he's our PI guru expert, Dr. Gary Lupovich, who just knows, thinks more about PI than any human being that I know. He writes forms. He creates content. We distribute it freely, and people always want a Lukovich form. So it's quite famous, and he doesn't even get copyright on it. He gives it away for free, you know, and I hope he doesn't run his practice that way. Gary, welcome to the uh, Sean Steele Law Firm Pro Chiropractic Zoom Conference about how to save chiropractors bacon, make more money, and have a happy PI life. Well, hello. Good to be back again. Good to see you. You're looking good. You're looking better all the time, Sean. You got some magic going on here because you look younger every time I see you. Well, you know, we got some new lighting systems here. I've got a new makeup guy, so we're never going to give up. Uh, but I do get a lot of criticism about my fashion uh, statements. My USC time, always hopeful, always optimistic. But we got to talk about something that's near and dear. The audit is uh, what, what I call the delayed audit is uh, I just give a scenario. It's affecting PI cases. It, it's hit two doctors that I know personal. Uh, they're medical doctors and State Farm went after them. I won't give any more details like that, but uh, so I want to I want to go over the we don't have a lot of time. So and it's being recorded. So I want to kind of go over the, the overall approach. These two MDs, good guys, actually, I like them. I think they're good, reasonable, and fair. Uh, they're both from Southern California, but separately, the uh, State Farm went after them. And their argument was, they, they said, please send us out of nowhere, uh, your, you know, 10 of your files that you've uh, billed us in the last 10 years. So it sounds innocuous. I don't know if you've heard this story, but it's, it's, one, of the, it's one of the approaches. So the good doctors, uh, because you know, they build a lot of uh, cases, med pay and third party to and UM to the State Farm. They've just picked 10 cases and sent it to State Farm and you never hear anything. A year goes by, maybe a couple of years go by. And then you get this letter saying, well, dear doctor, we've reviewed the files that you submitted to us. We found a number of transgressions, errors and mistakes. And apparently we've overpaid you. Uh, and we've looked at the ICD-10 codes and we looked at the uh, uh, the CPT codes and, you know, you know, you're, you're not billing what's reasonable and necessary. It's not well documented. And so based upon the 10 files, we actually have paid out 200 files for you in the last five years. And well, we submitted a, please attach, find a bill in the amount of $160,000 that you must pay us forthwith, or we will take legal action. And it's such a sticker shock. It's so amazing that you don't even know what to do with it. You can't. You don't even know what what what, uh, what to make of it. Uh, and uh, you made a lot of mistakes even by the time you got that letter, whether or not you had clean files. Uh, and Gary's going to go over that with us. But it's even worse than that. That's when your troubles are beginning because they they're preparing to sue you because they know you're not going to write up a check one hundred sixty thousand dollars. And then 
the law firm that they've retained has been doing this for years. Gary, uh, where am I wrong on this? Well, you're not wrong, Sean. You're very correct, but it gets, it's actually worse than that. They use what's called the um, False Claim Act to go after you. It started in 1863, about the year we were born, 1863, during the Civil War. The union uh, companies were uh, building, billing more on cannons than they should have been billing, uh, charging the price for five-inch bore cannons instead of three-inch and sending three-inch bore. So the Congress passed an act, False Claims Act, to go after them. And all they did is call, Gary, we've never discussed this. It's called Lincoln's Law. Well, <laughs> that's not the name for it. Paul Lincoln's law. It's it's a, a quiet area in, in litigation that's growing exponentially. But if you contract with the government, you can get sued by cheating the government and then pay triple fees. In other words, the jury says, "Yeah, you're guilty. You owe a million dollars." But the law says, "You know, you get three times that." Plus, you got to pay attorney fees. It's the nightmare from hell. It, it is a nightmare. That's 160 years ago. So for the first 140 years, they basically used that to go with against contractors with the federal government. In the last 20 to 30 years, the focus has switched. On now, they're going after medical providers and institutions because there's a lot of money to be gained there. So if anything has to do with Medicare, Medicaid, Medi-Cal, or any program that's uh, government funded or assisted, such as senior programs, the federal, uh, this law, the FCA can apply in those cases. And you're right, they can go after triple damages, plus they can go after all the investigation fees, plus the attorney fees, plus each line of billing. Say you bill and you've got three errors on a on your HICFA form. Let's, each say, one of those, let's, each, let's say alleged errors. Alleged errors, okay. They, they throw in the kitchen sink sometimes. Absolutely. It's their advantage to throw as much at you as possible. They want to intimidate you because they want you to not go to court, just pay and walk. Put your tail between your legs and go. 11, it used to be $2,000 per line. It switched in the last few years with the passage of a, the Obamacare or Affordable Care Act to $11,000 per line. I mean, that's just draconian. If you had if you had seven, eight errors on one patient, you're already at a year's, there's your year's profit as a chiropractor typically in California. It's, it's that draconian, but they don't stop there. They don't stop there. There's also criminal things they can go after. They can put people in jail, and that's the ultimate leverage they tend to use. They say, if you pay this, we'll not pursue it, go any further. We'll not pursue criminal charges. We will not tell the state board, because the state board is mandated to investigate all cases of alleged fraud, all cases. And that's what they do. They will go after those cases if that happens. So they have enormous leverage over you. And I've seen cases on uh, doctors or groups of doctors, chiropractors especially, because chiropractors are some of the easiest people to attack. Literally, they're asking for four or $500,000 back. And, and if you fight it, they say, okay, we'll go to court. Your option to uh, work this out ahead of time is now off the table. And, and, and when they say go to court, the attorneys are, or the insurance companies or the government are very happy if they have a solid case because they're starting to earn real money. They start getting attorney fees, plus what they already get paid by the government or they get paid by the insurance company. So the incentive for them to litigate forever is very high. Well, that's right. You talk about the incentive. I actually looked it up. In 2012, the recovered amount versus the invest investigation costs was three to one. By 2016, they got better at it. So the recovered amount versus investigation costs was up to five to one. 
And by 2020, it's up to 7.5 to one. But you got to remember, they're going to get their investigation costs back anyway if, in the settlement. So really, it's a win-win. This is a few branches of a few aspects of our government that pays for itself. Well, we got we to gotta bifurcate two, two separate tracks here. One, the very bad one is if the feds are going after you for Medicare or Medi-Cal. That is federal. Uh, that's, uh, again, 164-year-old act of Congress. It's grown exponentially. I had a guy that I recommended to the uh, Bush uh, Justice Department. He wound up being in charge of the FACA program, FACA, Federal Administration Claims Act. That's, that's, the, uh, that's, that's what the act is under. But the insurance companies using state laws are using the same kind of pro- issues when, it call, when they call it consumer fraud. And so they're the victims, uh, uh, but it's pretty sloppy. But they, but the concepts are the same. Here, here's what here's what I want to put on the table, and because you know we're we're talking about the problem, we're going to get into the solution. I'm I'm all about solutions. Uh, the problem is is that they're uh, they surprise you. They don't give you any warning about this taking place at all. They've really kind of ginned up the game. They got a battle plan. They got the lawyers ready. Uh, and and so it's it's something that is is a terrorizing device because uh, it's it basically uh, they're they're coming after you with with a sledgehammer and you have no defenses and they love going after doctors doctors are so the last thing they want to do is litigate they want to take care of patients but they're going after old bills that have been paid years ago that you paid taxes on that you earned. And suddenly you want this big fat reimbursement. And I have a, uh, uh, one of my uh, friends uh, had a family member who's a dentist and he got this kind of notice. And you know what he did after he talked to a lawyer, he paid it in full. He just washed his hands. He said, look, I'm not going to fight. So he made an economic calculation saying, well, you know, maybe I win, maybe I lose. So that's a frightening thing. This is, this is like a crime that was allegedly committed years earlier. Now they're catching up with you right now. So, um, well, Sean, on that point, you realize even if you elect to try to fight it, you could easily spend $100,000, $200,000 fighting it just to break even. You do not get reimbursed your cost for fighting it. So you've already lost if you start, start down that road. So many attorneys are advising people just to talk with them, just to discuss it, try to settle on something and get out quick. And uh, the, the, the lawyers would do that too. They'd help negotiate. Yes, yes, they'll yeah. do that as well. Yeah, yeah. And there's not too many lawyers that actually do that. There's very few lawyers. I know maybe two in California that have had that experience, one in Orange County and one in Sacramento. But there's, I mean, any uh, you go to a lawyer with this that doesn't have experience with chiropractic, doesn't, doesn't have experience with uh, these, uh, what we call old audits uh, or reverse audits. It's something that uh, you can't have some amateur that's never done this before because the, the government or the, or the state farm attorneys will eat them alive and take advantage. Right, right. Well, 2020 was the worst year in terms uh, of the number of uh, investigations performed. Uh, since Obamacare was enacted in 2010, it's gone up 15 to 30% each year. Uh, but the surprising thing, Sean, that I found in looking at this, that 98% of these investigations, you know where they come from? They come from either the patient or your employee turning the doctor in. In fact, of that 98%- Employee, oh, oh, tell them why the employees do it. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, 
of that of that 98% of which combined you know, employee and and uh, and patient 90% of those are the employees employees wow. have a definite incentive to make money okay <laughs> because you can get up for 15 to 30% of the amount collected that's, 15 to 30%. I, I completely forgot that for this moment because that is a huge driving force. They will pay your employees a huge percentage. Well, the percentage you just mentioned. And if you know what's 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 15% of a hundred thousand recovered, that's good money. So that really smart biller that you have that, that, that may be outside your office, she could turn you on. And I think you'll you'll eventually find out who ratted on you, but there's nothing you can do about it. You can't so, retaliate either because there's a make whole provision in the law. So if you retaliate against that worker, you're really in a bad position then because you got to pay double the pay. You're, you can pay all their costs of pursuing, uh, pursuing the case against you. It's a lose-lose in that avenue. But there is some evidence in terms of why the employees are turning their doctors in. And one is with the COVID changes, people aren't working at, at, at the office as much. There's less... You know, loyalty, because you're not there, you're not building a bonding. You also have the less dependency on your employer because there's a higher demand for employees. Mm. So, you know, if you don't have that bonding occurring, you don't have to. And the last thing was the seems like the employees are less tolerant of actions by their employers because they're sitting pretty now. They can demand higher pay, incentives to stay on board. So they begin, they come in a position where they say, no, I'm going to control the situation. You ask me to do something I consider wrong. I'm turning you in because I want a good vacation. And, and there's literally cases where people have turned in their employee. Gary, it's a lot of low-level extortion. That's why uh, my wife has written every check, every major check in my law firm and keeps the accounting and, and the personnel issues. Uh, for the last 35 years. And, uh, and I've seen my, 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 my aunt and uncle do this. My aunt was the you know, office manager. She controlled the money. I've, I've seen very successful offices where the spouse is involved in the finances. And that is probably your safest bet. Now, if you don't have that opportunity, you better have somebody that's you know, good and loyal. And because listen, even innocent mistakes can be paid, uh, can, can be very damaging. And you might have made the same mistake on the same bill unintentionally. There's no bad faith. But when you total it up, it's $100,000, $200,000. Well, Sean, it used to be until recently that it had, you, they had to have proof fraud, which means a knowing intent to gain money by unlawful means. Now they don't have to prove intent. If they, they can say, look, this doctor should have known based on his profession and his training that this was not appropriate, that this was illegal. Yeah. And that's what they can use now. And the same rules apply in terms of the amount of money they can recover. I, I want to invite, we got a, we got a call in from, uh, we got a question from one of our, from one of our guests. We got a lot of doctors listening to this because it's, it's very hot material. And, and again, uh, we're halfway through the uh, half an hour, so we're going to have to get into the solution. But we will. I got a call for help. John, <laughs> Nick, get in here. So, next rate. Ah, John's coming in. John, we got a hand up, and I can't uh, figure out how to get the hand up. So, where's that hand? And uh, so, John's going to help us out. Got a, got a quick question. I want to at least take one. She had her hand up. Yeah, I couldn't find it. All right. Whoever has a hand up, I'll get it. Well, we got two participants. So help me out, John. Right here. Well, it's not, it's not me. Oh, up here. Go to pick. Uh, okay. We're, 
Ah, okay, we got, uh, let's get. Allowed to talk? Yeah, yeah, allowed to talk. We got Jungju Park, which we think is a great name. That's my wife's maiden name. Uh, Dr. Park, what's your question? Whoops, we got to get her uh, unmuted. Yeah. Oh, you're muted. Dr. Park, go ahead and please uh, unmute. Okay, and she is, she is now unmuted. Talk to me. Dr. Oh. Park. Yes, you're, uh, you're you're live on the air. I'm sorry, you know I was I um, uh, yeah, I wasn't driving. Sorry. Mistake. <laughs> That's a little mistake. We're good. We're fine. Anybody else have a question here? And uh, yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, yeah. If you get excited, maybe you do want a question. Maybe you don't, but we're ready for you here. We got another one here, John, and help help me out, Doctor Homa. All right, we'd like to answer a question live. Done. We're ready for you, Doctor Homa. If I can find you, I will get you, John. You're in charge. In the meanwhile, let's talk about solutions. Uh, well, let me. Uh, first thing that, that comes to my mind is that they're always, oh, here, you found Dr. Homa right there. Oh, yeah, right there. Right there. Go ahead and say allowed to talk. Dr. Homa, you're on the air. And no question. And okay. So we got some bashful folks here, but we're going to be, we're, we're going to be good. You can email me anything at any time, Sean Steele at SeanSteele.com. And if I can't get it today, I will get to it anytime you want to. So uh, Gary and I are very good about answering uh, emails, so we're, we're 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 really good with that. All right. So in the meanwhile, uh, here's what I, here's my concern. Number one, when you get people that uh, when you get that first letter and they're asking for ten files, for example, and you're gonna have to tell me what they do on the government side, Gary. That's when the red signals go off, the flares go off. That's when you got to get ready for prime time. It's not an innocuous letter. You don't send anything to the insurance companies. You don't even talk to them. Uh, you don't ask innocent questions. There's nothing innocent. They set you up. You're in the you're in the crosshairs. They're looking at you seriously. They think they got you. And this is the time that you got to retain an attorney who's experienced. And, and you know what? Uh, you know he's going to ask for a lot of money. I don't know, five, ten, twenty thousand dollars, depending on how serious it looks. And because you're going to do your own inventory, you're going to do immediately assess every single file with that particular insurance company. On the government side, what is does Medicare uh, even send you a nice little letter, or how do they do it? Well, I actually had a, a patient, not a patient, but a doctor sent me a question where Medicare did just that. They asked for uh, three of his records, like you suggested in the earlier case, and he sent them in. And six months later, they asked for 20 records. And about a year after that, they showed up at the door with a subpoena for all his Medicare records for the last five years. All of them? Every all single them. Medicare? Every single record. Every and, single record. By the way, do, are they patient? Do they like to say, we'll come back in a month and pick them up? No. They wanted them all the their office apart. Yeah, they, that's exactly what they do. There's no, there's no uh, sympathy here. But let's talk about solutions, Sean. So one of the things, why are chiropractors such targets? Okay, that's because I talked to people, I talked to a couple of investigators in cases I was working on, and I asked them, why do you guys go after chiropractors? We don't make, you know, all the money the big MDs and everyone else says, what are you going after us? He goes, because you're so easy to attack. You're so easy. I mean, I, we basically send you some, send you a letter and you send us money. It looks good as we're working our way up the food chain, working for the various departments because it's viewed as a success. 
So why are we such easy targets? We don't generally keep as detailed records as we should. The things you need to document, when you bill a certain level exam, you have to have in your records supporting that level exam. If you say you're uh, billing for three to four uh, areas of manipulation of the spine, you got to show that you have all the things necessary set up by Healthy Human Services to qualify for that. Those are things you need to do. We have fewer things that we actually bill, which means their um, area that they have to look at is very small and they know where we make the mistakes. They have billing programs and I've covered these in your seminars. They know what to look for. They'll look at your ratio between the number of people you see one to two visits versus though, I mean, one to two manipulation areas versus three to four manipulation areas. And if it's way out of proportion to what they're used to, they know you're doing something wrong and they come after you. That's, that's a good solution help. Most doctors charge for two areas or less, I believe. It's one to two or three to four or five, yes. 80 yes. or 90% of the doctors just charge for two or less, one or two manipulations. Is that right? One or two, one or two areas of manipulation, yes. But say you're way out of that profile, right. that is a giant red flag. They will come after you. They're looking for that. Well put. So if you've been doing three or four manipulations using that uh, using that higher code, which I should know right off my head, uh, that, that is a red flag. There, there are some obvious red flags. In fact, I think, Gary, you and I are about ready to make a form because there's some very obvious ones. Obviously, the extent of your bill, it's high, whatever that means, and we can define it. If you got too many visits per week, if you got a frequency that's our duration that's way too long. Those are clear, clear red, red flags. But then upcoding. And frankly, if, if you are claiming you're doing four separate adjustments and you're actually doing two, that is fraud. And, and that's that's why it's it's a nice, rich area. Or if you got too many modalities, that's huge. That's a, that's a, that's a very big area. So it requires some propriety of some some common sense and uh, you're inspiring me, Gary. We're going to be we're going to have our big uh, October, John, October 20th. seminar, October 20th seminar with you talking. I think about the subject. I think I, I, I will. We, we got to be protecting ourselves for future audit problems, because I just I got a, a news article here on my screen that the IRS is now looking at getting 40 billion annually new money, 40 billion we're going after tax cheats because, you know, the government's spending so much money with COVID and everything else. So we have a new administration and they figure they're just going to squeeze the middle, you know, the, the middleman, the, the taxpayer, the middle class to, to be a lot more just ordinary IRS audits. And this is there's pressure on the government to bring in a lot more money. And of course, it didn't help that the unemployment benefits in California $12 billion went through a, a lot of prisoners in the California system. How, how can a prisoner claim he's unemployed when he's in jail? So the government wastes a lot of money and now they're going to get it from the honest person. Uh, and, and so that's a real serious. Now, Gary, when you get that first letter, what do you advise your, your, uh, uh, your doctors? The first letter from the government, the first letter from the insurance company. I think you're exactly right. First, read it carefully, see what they're looking for. And maybe it's, it isn't innocuous, never ignore it, never put it aside, never think you don't have to respond. I do agree with you, you know, talking to a, a reputable, qualified attorney at that point, probably the best investment, a few hundred bucks at that moment you'll ever spend. Um, then I would also 
talk to some people who have gone through this experience. There are doctors out there. And if you call me, I can tell you about them or maybe even put you in contact with them if they're willing. They will tell you what this process is like. It's literally the worst thing they've ever gone through. They've talked about they've gone through divorces that weren't as bad as this. It goes on for months. And just when you think you're done, they want to see more records or they'll turn it over to another insurance company. And now it's not just all state coming after you. It's State Farm or Farmers and other groups. You know, good point. Uh, the, these two MDs that I know that State Farm went after, I was wondering how public is that? Well, it turns out there were lawsuits filed, uh, which is bad. And these were MDs and the lawsuits and, and the MDs have more money bigger give bigger corporations better corporate protections uh many a times they work in groups so they have they have uh, more clout and protection for themselves but when you file a lawsuit state farm versus jones that's public record it's there forever i mean right. and and the other insurance companies are going to troll and to say hey is this uh you know they're going to look up dr x and they're going to find one well, guy state farm suit let's find out why and they'll call their buddies at state farm it's nothing confidential it's public record I could see why wouldn't Allstate and Auto Club and everybody else, uh, you know, join the fund. Now there is a practical side. You mentioned it, and I hadn't thought of it. They're going after chiropractors because they're easy prey. They get the letter, they pay the they, they pay the money like like this dentist uh, person, uh, so they don't want to have the hassle. They buy themselves some peace, which, by the way, a good attorney may actually suggest it, or he'll reduce it. You pay the attorney a couple of thousand dollars. They want $50,000 out of your pocket. You pay 25, you go home and maybe you made mistakes. You know, you made unfortunate, sad mistakes. If you made no mistakes, I wouldn't pay. But if you, uh, but, but then again, it's, it's a cost of doing business. So uh, here's the takeaway. We only got four more minutes left. Uh, if you have one of these audit nightmares, contact either me or Gary. Uh, I'm not going to, uh, Turn, I'm not going to have some some doctor talk to you. Gary's been doing that for free and for fun, because uh, I, I don't I don't uh, doctors that I know they don't want to talk about it. You know, it was a bad experience. I hope it never happens again. Uh, but if you need a uh, an attorney that does this who's ethical, I've had him teach at my seminars. I'd be happy to to, to make that referral. Um, but Gary, give us a couple of takeaways that you recommend to avoid these audits in the future. Well, I, first of all, I think I would take a, a really good billing um, seminar, the one you have with Sam Collins each year. I mean, you learn more in a couple hours from him than you learn in, in weeks just trying to learn it on your own. He covers this stuff. We cover other things related to this. You have to know what those codes mean when you bill them. You know, people don't realize the bill for three to four areas of manipulation, health and human services requires this. One, that the patient tell you that they have complaints in three to four areas. So it should be on their intake form. You have to do an exam on those three to four areas. You have to have diagnoses for those three to four areas. And then you can bill for those three, three to four areas once you've manipulated. That's all required. And a lot of doctors will have a, a come in with a headache and they're adjusting the full spine, um, you know, billing for three to four areas. That will not fly in their the healthy human services things have been in effect for the last 10 years. If they audit you, you have no leg to stand on because they'll look at what the patient reported, what you did, and they're totally out of sync. And so I think knowing the codes that you use 100%, you've got to be aware of what they mean. And don't think that it's a joke. You've got to follow the rules. And same with upcoding that you mentioned on levels of examination, even in PI cases where a lot of the supplies 
You know, the average chiropractor on the first visit is doing a 99203 immediate level exam. Not a not anything higher than that. If you look at what it takes and all the boxes you have to tick to get the higher level exams, very few doctors are doing that. Very and so don't try to make a few bucks there. Just play it straight. It'll save you tons of frustration, headaches, and money down the line. It's funny. I think uh, th this is such a, a, a controversial. I'm sitting out a, a poll to everybody that's attending this. And I'm just asking you uh, a simple question. You want more Zoom conferences on the subject? We can bring Sam Collins uh, in on this. Uh, I do recommend, Gary and I both recommend, Sam Collins takes the most boring subject in the world, and that's chiropractic billing. And he Absolutely. He, he has a lot of power and sex and fun with it. He's, he's extremely good at it. He knows a lot about these audits because he, 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 he works on a national basis. He's, a, he's able to talk to people uh, and he hears these stories. And so uh, he'll keep you out of trouble. And that's why you go with your staff. Just don't send your staff. As you know, 90% of the people that are going to turn you in is your staff. They're going to learn stuff. You should learn the same thing. Or uh, convince your wife or your husband to come into practice to help you out. <laughs> but that, that's another prophylactic approach. So, uh, so doctors, let me know. Uh, we're going to be sending this out the door. Uh, if, the, if you want more of these, got any questions, Sean Steele at seansteele.com. Dr. Gary, you are a champion of freedom. Uh, this is something that I hadn't put on, uh, on, on our viewfinder, but this is something we're, we're really going to have to really have to get to work on this. I appreciate it. Folks, if you want to see a copy of this, it'll be on YouTube. It's going to be on the Sean Steele website, seansteele.com. It's going to be on the Gary Lukovich website, maybe, uh, whatever he wants. But we got, a, uh, we got some really good stuff coming up. We're back in the live seminar business. So if your district needs a, a live speaker, uh, Alex and I will show up. We'll, we'll, we'll be live. And yes, uh, it's all good. I got Matthew. Dr. Matthew says, yes, bring on Sam and Janice. Bless your soul, Janice. Thank you. This was great. Thanks for, thanks for giving me some feedback. That makes me feel better. Um, and it's worth all the time. We have, uh, we've had a good, good turnout. God bless everybody. Let's have a great year. Let's really have fun helping people in their personal injury trauma cases. And really, let's, uh, let's make some Let's make some good money this year because we're doing the right thing. Dr. Gary, thanks so much. My pleasure. Thank you, Sean. Bye-bye. Bye now.